This is Knowing Truth with Pastor Scott, a podcast devoted to God's Word and how to apply its truths to everyday life. Let's get into this lesson and see what the Word of God has to say. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Knowing Truth with me, your host, Pastor Scott. Uh, tonight we're looking at a uh, part two of our mini-series here on the podcast uh, of who we are in Christ. Last time uh, we were on this topic, we looked at the fact that we are accepted in Christ. One of the things, one of the chief things that we are as humans, uh, when we look at who we are in Christ, in our salvation, first and foremost, is that we are accepted, which is uh, the beginning of everything. Uh, if we're not accepted by God, then there's no need for sanctification. There's no need for uh, trying and endeavoring to live a, a good and holy, godly life, because if we're not accepted by God, then there's there's no hope for us. That's what the Bible teaches, what the Bible says. If we are not found in Christ on the day of judgment, if you don't go to your grave living for and being found in Christ, then there's no hope for us. Um, tonight, I want to look at, like I said, the second part um, of this three-part series. Uh, we're accepted in Christ. And because of that acceptance, because God, our Father, has accepted us, we are now secure in Christ. That's what we're going to look at tonight. We are secure in Christ. Where does my security come from? Well, it doesn't come from what I can do or what I can achieve because I let people down. If my security, if if my hope to maintain this salvation that's been given to me is given to my actions, then I'm in fear for my life. Uh, I'm completely honest with y'all tonight. If, if God gave me my salvation and told me to keep it, I would lose it uh, a hundred times over, uh, a thousand times over. Uh, and, and if we're truthful tonight, if we really search our hearts, uh, which is the seat of our intellect, if I really look within myself, I don't see a good person. Uh, I see a wretched sinner in need of a Savior and to praise God that I have been accepted in Christ through this salvation. And my security lies then in Christ. He is the one who, who holds this. Uh, but don't take my word for it. This is going to be uh, more of a devotion than anything. This isn't an hour-long uh, podcast by no means. Um, but I want to look at what the Bible says about, about our security in Christ. Uh, everybody has their own opinions on what the Bible says about our security, but I believe in the uh, in the eternal security of a believer who is found in Christ. Does that give us a license to sin? Paul would say, God forbid, by by no means. Pastor Scott would say the same thing. 
I don't desire to sin, although I find myself at times failing to to do my ultimate desire. Same thing Paul said. You know, he was he's an apostle. He said, as one born out of due season, he he's seen Christ, the last to see Christ, the last to be called an apostle. He's literally writing scripture through the through the Holy Ghost that's within him. And yet Paul says he finds himself doing things that he ought not do, things that he doesn't truly desire, but yet there they are. In other words, we say it the same way that we would say it. He sinned. He got angry. He he, he did things uh, when he should have been uh, under self-control. He he was anxious for for things. He worried for things he ought not worry about. Did he go off stealing? I would say probably not. Did he go go off and murder? Not after the Damascus Road. Uh, he would say that he didn't. But he would say that he fell short. Right, same thing he writes in Romans chapter three, all fall short of the glory of God. Without being in Christ, Apostle Paul says he falls short. Peter would say the same thing. Christ says the same thing about you and I. If we are not in him, then our hope uh, is in the things of this world, and that means we have no hope because the things of this world is going to burn up in fierce fire, the Bible says, in one of these days. Uh, if you're going to follow along, we're going to rapid fire um, several scriptures at you, but we're going to be in Romans for, for a good portion of it, Romans chapter 8. So if you have your Bibles, you could turn there, Romans chapter 8. We'll read verses 1 uh, and 2 to start. We'll jump around like we did in the, in the first part. These are in no particular order. Um, but the, this is what the Bible says uh, we can find our security in. Ultimately, it is in Christ and Christ alone who holds our salvation. But I can gain security. I can gain assurance. In other words, I can live a joyful life even in the midst of all of this horror that we call this world, uh, especially in today's times, uh, no other religion can do that. No other religion can say they have ultimate hope. Only in Christ, in Christ alone. So Romans chapter 8, uh, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. So first and foremost, I am free forever from condemnation. That's what salvation has brought us. Uh, Paul has been writing this, this amazing letter and he starts off chapter eight by saying, therefore, you know me by now. What's that? Therefore, therefore, Go and read above chapter 8. Don't just jump in where we're at. Um, Paul is telling us there's now no condemnation for those who are found in Christ Jesus because he has just laid out uh, immense, immense information on being able to say a statement like that. How do we know that that's truth? Well, it's because that's what the Bible says. If we're in Christ, we are no more condemned. 
I mean, we just went through the Easter season. Resurrection Sunday was just a few days ago. And literally the power of the cross, the power of resurrection has released us from sin. We are no longer condemned. The law of the spirit of life that is found in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. The wages of sin is death. We are still sinful beings. We will die. If, if Christ does not split open the eastern sky before I taste death, I will taste death. But there is no sting in that death. There is only victory. All death can do at this point for a believer, listen to this Christian, is release us from this physical life of pain and suffering and put us in the presence of our God. And for somebody who isn't saved, that's that's a horror of all horrors to meet your God. But somebody who is saved, who is in Christ, my security lies in the fact that when I breathe my last here, I open my eyes to the one who has saved me. That's ultimate assurance to me. <laughs> and that's just, the first, that's just the first verse. But if you look down at Romans 8 and verse 28, uh, we get another assurance. And it says this, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. So what's another assurance? Well, I'm assured that all things work together for my good. Why? Because I'm a good person? Absolutely not. Well, pastor, I mean, I have a lot of bad things that are happening to me right now. You know, that I have loved ones who are sick, loved ones who are dying. I have, I have, uh, you know, relationship issues. I have, I have work issues. I, I have problems in the marketplace. Yes, Christian, we are going to persevere through that. All things work to the good for us who are believers, the good and the bad. I, I'm remembering, uh, as I'm speaking now, of Joseph. In the, the book of Genesis, when he uh, speaks to his brothers, when his brothers finally figure out who he is, he, and, and he's in such a high place, they understand. He, he literally holds their life in their hands, and they come to him, and they, they basically beg for their life and say, don't, don't uh, act with us justly, you know? Don't be fair with us. Don't give us evil for the evil that we have done. And Joseph opens his mouth and he says, you meant every single thing that you did for evil. Was it God's ultimate plan? Absolutely it was. But those brothers meant every single thing that they did for evil. But Joseph says what you meant for evil, God has meant for good. So even in the middle of our suffering, remember, Christian, that everything is going to work for our good. Everything. How does that work? <laughs> I have no idea. I have questions even of my own life, of, of things that has happened to me, situations and issues that have, have come to be in my life. And, and, and I have to just pray to the Lord and say, why? You know, why is this happening? But at the same time, my spirit 
My flesh wants to say why. My flesh does say why. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, the spirit that's within me cries, Abba, Father. The spirit that's within me says, my security lies in you. And I understand that you have this situation under control, even if I don't understand it. Even if I don't see any good that could come out of this. Romans 8 and 28 says that I can be assured that even this thing, that's the most horrid thing in my life right now, is going to work for my good. That's an assurance that only Christ gives us. And look at Romans 8 and 33 and 34. Another assurance. Paul was laying it out for us here. Who will bring a charge against God's elect. You know what? Let's let's jump back to verse 31. And I'm just going to read through um uh through the end. So Romans 8:31 through 39. <laughs> I love this passage. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all, who will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather he was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Well, tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, nakedness or peril or sword, just as it is written, for your sake, we are being put to death all the day long. We consider the sheep to be slaughtered. But, <laughs> verse 37, that's, that's a huge... That's a huge three-letter word right there. But in all things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which what is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm set free from any condemning charges against me. And I can't be separated from the love of God. Do Christians fall into sin? Yes, absolutely. But one of the promises that God gives us is as because he loves us as a child, he chases after us and he he punishes us, yes, in a sense, but he doesn't judge us. He chastens us. He, he corrects us. He puts us back on the path to righteousness. He doesn't have to do that. He could save us and wash us clean and give us a spirit. And the second we mess up, say, I, I don't know what else I can do. I, I did all this stuff for you. I, I've set you right. I pulled you out of out of hell itself, I've set you on your two feet, I've showed you the way, and yet here you are sinning, here you are messing up, I'm, I'm done with you. That doesn't have a lot of assurance in it. 
Because who hasn't done that? We can go to First John now. You say, well, I, you know, I, I'm sinless. No, you're not. <laughs> I, I'm not sinless. You're not sinless. There is sin in us. But praise God, He is working it out of us. That's the assurance. Listen, when you fall into sinful desires, when you fall into fleshly ways, Christian, and you feel horrible about it, praise God for the conviction because He doesn't have to do that to us. He doesn't have to make things right in our life, but He has and He will, and He, can, he will continue to do that. Look at 2 Corinthians uh, chapter, chapter 1, verse 21. Here's another assurance. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and anoints us in God. What does that say? Well, I've been established. I've been anointed and I'm, I'm sealed. I'm sealed by God. He who establishes us with you in Christ and anoints us is God. Why can I have assurance in that? Because if God has sealed us, then there's nothing that can unseal us. Amen. It, it, it sounds amazing because it is. The only reason that we're made righteous is because God has said so. What what assurance did the thief on the cross have? Like I said, we just we just come through Easter Sunday. Many of you, if if you went to church, probably heard messages on Jesus and the cross, the thieves on the cross, the tomb. The empty tomb. The thief on the cross who was blaspheming Christ at one point and then miraculously on the cross comes to the realization that Jesus doesn't deserve to be there and he rebukes his friend. They've been doing the same blasphemy. They've been mocking Christ and now he says, stop, we deserve this. This man doesn't. And he looks at Christ and out of his mouth comes a cry, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus' Jesus's words are, are amazing. He could have said, no, you deserve what, you're, what you get. You were just mocking me. But just as he did, just as he did before, when he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, he looks at this criminal, this man who is just you know, a mere hour or two from death. And he says today, because of what you've seen, because of your belief, because of your witness, because of what you've said, no. It's not because of anything, but it's because of what Christ says. He says, you'll be with me in paradise. There's no logic to that. There's no rhyme or reason to that other than the fact that the criminal on the cross, the thief on the cross, went to his death knowing that the next thing he was going to see was paradise. Why? Because the man on the middle cross said so. That's security. It's not in what he'd done. He, 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 he didn't have time to go join a church. You know, he didn't have time to be baptized. He didn't have time to, to recite any, any kind of apostolic creed or, or memorize a, a special verse or even witness to what had happened to him. But Christ said he could go. 
and and I believe just as much as I believe that I am secure in Christ, I believe that we're going to worship around the throne with the thief on the cross. He's not known as the thief on the cross in heaven. He's known as a child of the king, same as us, same as us. That, that's an assurance that only God can give. Look at uh, uh, Philippians. Philippians 3 and 20. Philippians 3 and 20. For our citizenship is in heaven, for which also we eagerly wait for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> we could be confident that the good work God has begun in me will be perfected, and because of that, I'm a citizen of heaven. Look at Philippians 1 and 6. That's, that's exactly what we just said, for I am confident, right? I, 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 of a surety is another way to say it. I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it unto the day of Christ Jesus. And because of that, we gain eternity. Colossians 3 and 3, I'm hidden in Christ. I'm hidden with Christ in God for you. Colossians 3 and 3, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. There, there's, nothing, there's nothing more to add to that. We can go to 2 Timothy 1 and 7, who, who gives us yet another assurity. For God has not given us a spirit of cowardice, but of power and love and discipline. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, of a sound mind. All of these things that Paul is telling us, he's, he's coaching Timothy, who is, who is taking over a church. He, he's about to be the lead elder, and, and he's young. But yet Paul, over and over again, says, be sure, be secure that you're in Christ, and because of that, all things are going to work for your good. All things are going to work for your good. The gifts that you've been given, the call that's been placed on your life, the purpose that's on your life. You will glorify God in everything that you do, Timothy. And we could say the same thing for us, Christian. Because we are found in Christ, we can be secure and assured that when we put our hand to the plow, when we use the gifts that the Holy Ghost has instilled in us, when we walk in the calling that God has placed on our life, we fulfill our purpose in glorifying Him. Hebrews 4 and 16. I mean, look at this. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Be assured, beloved. We can find grace and mercy in our time of need. I can boldly approach the throne room of God, something that I could not do before, but because of Christ, because of who I am in Jesus, because of the relationship that God Himself has put us in, the union we now have with our Father, we can ask 
we can ask. And if we ask in his name, it will be given to us. That is, if we ask in his will, of course he will do it. Of course he will do it. And, and last, First uh, John 5 and 18 says this, We know that no one who is born of God sins, but he who was born of God keeps him, and the evil one does not touch him. What did what did John just say? I'd never sin again? No, that's not what he said. But the desire of sin. I am born of God and the evil one cannot touch me. Temptations come, but we don't have to we don't have to be tempted by that. Traps and snares are laid for us, but we don't have to walk in that. There there's been a a way made out of every single thing that our enemy can ever throw at us. We merely have to discern what's happen, what's happening. And and then we have to walk in the fullness thereof. Be hidden in Christ. Some of this is easier said than done and and depending on where we are in our maturity and to be honest with you until we reach glory itself this is a struggle <laughs> it is but be assured that even in your struggle God is working in your life that's the biggest security we find in this word is that I'm convicted because I'm a sinful person but that's a glorious thing that's a beautiful thing that means that my sin is ever before me my shortcomings I understand them as shortcomings and my ultimate desire do I walk in that desire every day I wish I, I wish I could say I do but I don't but my ultimate desire is to please my Lord and whenever I fail at that it hurts me not because of the thing that I've done but because of who I've done it to that's the difference think on that next time if you when you find yourself if or when you find yourself in a shortcoming in a place where you have fallen short of this glory where you are less than perfect uh, hello every day have assurance that God knows knows this already and that he is willing and able to receive the repentance because you you've been convicted and and you can repent and you do repent and he picks us up in his loving embrace and sets us back where we should be and we continue in the work of God he doesn't have to do that but he does amen we've been accepted in Christ that's who we are in Christ and because of that we can have assurance in our salvation because it was Christ who has saved it is Christ who has worked and it is Christ who will perfect us if he has started something in you be assured he's going to finish it amen thank you for tuning in with us Please like and follow us for weekly episodes just like the one you heard tonight. You can find us on all podcast platforms or online at www.totascriptoraministries.com. 
See you next time and God bless.